Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Matt Merchell is our good friend from the Orlando Sentinel. He was at the Citrus Bowl today. And Alabama was down 16-14 at the half and then dominated the rest of the game and beat Michigan. I was saying earlier, Matt, Happy New Year, first of all, that, uh, I mean, the bottom line is Jim Harbaugh never wins big games. I mean, uh, they were dominating, I thought, the uh, line of scrimmage. I thought they were more physical. I thought they had a great game plan. I thought they had everything going. They were pushing Alabama around a little bit in the first half. What the hell happened? Yeah, you know, I I think what happened in the second half was Alabama, you know, changed some things up on the defensive front line, you know, was able to shut down Michigan's running attack. I think, you know, you mentioned that the, the, the Wolverines were able to run the ball with a lot of effectiveness early on. I think they were averaging close to six yards a carry. Um, and I, I think controlling that line of scrimmage really kind of helped them. That's why they were able to take the lead. But in the second half, you know, they just weren't able to get anything going. I think you saw Shea Patterson struggle a little bit to find some, some receivers with some separation. And then I think eventually what happened was, you know, Alabama just had too many weapons. You know, uh, Jerry Judy played outstanding, obviously winning MVP. Najee Harris, you know, uh, started to turn it up in the second half. I think Alabama just took over the game. They made better adjustments. And, again, Michigan, a Michigan team led by Jim Harbaugh wasn't able to adapt to those kind of uh, adjustments in the second half. So, uh, Judy is uh, highly thought of and high on draft boards, and his stock had to rise today with that kind of 200-yard TD performance. What do you think that did for him in terms of his uh, future and his pocketbook? Well, I think it added much value to it. I think that's what Nick Saban said after the game, you know. I mean, listen, he could have easily skipped this game. They had about nine players that could have skipped, you know, uh, getting ready for the NFL. But he wanted to come back and play for his teammates. And I think by doing that, I think he, he really did help his, his, his draft stock. I mean, listen, he was going to be a first-round pick, maybe a, a, a top part of that first round. But now you look at this performance, you think he's got to be at least maybe a top five pick uh, for a team looking for a playmaker, a guy who's got speed, uh, who's got some you know uh, ability to get separation from from the defenders and able to make some some great plays. He was all over the field today, and it seemed like you know whenever they needed a big play, he was right there for it. So here's a guy that definitely has the, the kind of tools that I'm sure an NFL team is, is really eager to get in the holdup. Matt Marshall with us now. Tell me about uh, the real story. Is uh, at the end of the day, is Saban after the game talking about Tua Tagovailoa, and and he allegedly will make a decision uh, according to reports. Uh, next week on, I believe, the 6th or something like that, he's saying he'll make his decision on whether he's going uh, to the draft or not. What do you feel is going to happen with him? Well, you know, I, I think it's very interesting because, you know, he's a, he's a guy that I think would love to go out on, on the right way, you know, love to, to finish his college career the right way. I don't think he feels like he did it that way. Now, if, he, if he's really interested in doing that and maybe he wants to try to come back, um, I could see that. I've heard some rumblings that maybe it's not necessarily a slam dunk that he's going to leave, you know, that maybe he's, he's thinking a little bit about it. I, I'm not sure if that's the right move. Again, going to the NFL, you're going to be guaranteed some big money. You're probably going to be, from all accounts, going to be a first-round pick. That's, that's going to help you out a lot financially. And, it, you know, it's going to take some time to get back, uh, you know, physically. I think he's still doing some rehab. He hasn't really had an opportunity yet to start running. He was on the field with, uh, you know, with a, one crutch under his one, I think it was his left side, 
So he's going to have to still continue to work to get back into shape. So whether he wants to do that and, and you know, go to the NFL and, and sit it out and make that money or whether he wants to try to come back, uh, I think if he comes back, it's a huge story. I mean, obviously, it's, it's, it's the biggest story of the offseason because that would be something that would be interesting to see. Is can he get back physically, and, and what will this team be like, and what will he be like when he returns to the field? So uh, I thought Mac Jones had a really good game. Uh, three TDs, no picks, threw for over 300 yards. What did you yeah. think? Yeah, very, very great performance. I mean, listen, this is a guy that was a backup, you know, that, that you know, most people weren't even anticipating seeing much of except for, you know, in an opportunity, you know, to, to clean up in some games. For him to step in with, with Tua going down, I thought today's performance was just outstanding. You know, Nick Saban talked about it in, earlier in the week that, you know, he wanted his, his you know, he wanted Mac Jones to be Mac Jones. He didn't want him to try to be, you know, Tua and try to emulate Tua. And I think that's what Mac Jones was able to do. He got the ball to his receivers. He stood in the t- pocket several times and took a huge hit here and there um, and, and really was able to get the ball to the guys that he needed to get the ball to, made good decisions, didn't turn the football over. Those are all things that are going to wind up uh, helping you lead your team to success. I think that's huge for them, and I think it'll be interesting to see next year if Tua does decide to leave to, you know, to the NFL, does Mac Jones have an opportunity maybe to step in and, and maybe win that job? So uh... – Shea Patterson, I, I'm just going to say this. Uh, I thought that, that was his last game in Michigan. Bottom line is, he did nothing in Michigan. I mean, that's it. He went up there, and frankly, I hate to be mean or anything, but he really did nothing at Michigan. Yeah, you know, I, I think the thing for Shea Patterson has to be the fact that he got there and they changed their offense two or three times, and they changed, you know, what I think that he, you know, Harbaugh changes staff two or three times, bringing in different guys. It was Pep Hamilton at one point, it was Josh Gaddis. I think they thought those things would fix it out. I feel, in a way, bad for the kid because he gets up there and has to try to change, you know, a little bit of what who he was. Um, but again, there were opportunities there for him to have some success. He wasn't able to take advantage of that early on this year. He fumbled the ball way too many times, was too much turnover prone, and even in a game like this today, he he wasn't able to kind of step up and really kind of take this, this team on his shoulders and lead them down the field. Really just kind of showed much of nothing today in, in, in their game against Alabama. So, uh, Matt Marshall with us, Orlando Sentinel. What do you think of uh, the national championship game with LSU and Clemson? It's just fantastic on paper. Lawrence never loses. Clemson never loses. They've won, what, 29 in a row, whatever it is. And then LSU's just kicking everyone's ass. They just pummeled Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, I, I think what I've never seen – you know, generally when, it, when a player's having a great year, he'll have maybe one or two games where maybe he's not, you know, the greatest, you know, maybe just good. Um, and I don't think we've seen that out of Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow has played at an elite level almost in every game. I think we've seen that. Uh, that, that performance against Oklahoma was outstanding, obviously. Um, and I think he's got one more chance to kind of add to his legacy if he can do the same sort of thing against Clemson. I think, to me, the, the, what's interesting about this game is going to be Clemson's defensive coordinator, Brent Venables, you know, a guy who does a really good job, one of the top guys, uh, defensive coordinators in the country. He's really got to figure out a way how to slow down Joe Burrow. He's got to make Joe Burrow look human. And I think right now I think that's going to be the challenge. And on the flip side of that, you know, like you mentioned, Trevor Lawrence, the Clemson hasn't lost. Trevor Lawrence is going to have to step up, and he's got to do basically what he did against Ohio State. He's got to take his team on his back and kind of carry them down there because if they get into a back and forth with, with LSU, it, it's going to be an exciting game, but it's going to be a long game for Clemson. So um, this guy, Rule, at Baylor, they're losing 19 zip in the Sugar Bowl. He has allegedly uh, turned down the Browns for an interview. The Giants wanted to talk to him. He said he's happy at Baylor and that he's more than likely going back to Waco. Do you believe him? 
You know, I, I think it depends if, if, if New York can give him a good offer. You know, I think he's, he's talked about how he, he's not going to – it would be stupid for him not to at least listen to some NFL offers. And I think that's what you have to say as a coach. You don't want to lie to your kids. You know, I, I think it has to be something great, something that he feels like he would be able to go, go somewhere and, and, you know, find a way to, to turn a program around, whether it's the Giants or, or someone else. But it has to be a good fit for him. And if it's not a good fit, I think you, you stay at Baylor. I mean, listen, you're building something really special there. I think you're going to – you know, you're going to be able to continue to recruit there. Uh, you know Oklahoma is going to be the top program in that, in that you know, conference, but you could be that number two team that continues to fight with them every year. So um, I think Will's done an amazing job. I, I mean, I think at some point he's not going to last long at Baylor. I think he's going to wind up somewhere else, probably more than likely the NFL. Whether it's going to be this next year or the year after that, I think it remains to be seen. So uh, tomorrow, believe it or not, is BC, Cincinnati, and Indiana, Tennessee. Two more bowl games tomorrow. I have no idea why. Yeah, this is this whole schedule thing with the you know moving the semifinals to you know what is it the the 28th of December, right. and then we've got what is it like a half a dozen or or more dozen games after it you know bowl games after that is just kind of crazy. It really d- does a kind of a disservice. I feel like there isn't much attention being paid to some of these games, especially after today. I mean, once you get through the rose and the sugar, I mean these rest of these bowl games are just they're just content filler right now. They're they're almost like watching a you know, uh, reruns of shows on TV. You know, they're they're they're, they're exciting for the fans, but I don't know how much you know they're they're going to draw a lot of buzz, especially now that we've got to wait almost two weeks before we get the national championship game. All right. So uh, I went to Indiana, and I have to say, it's been it, for me like it seems like forever since they've ever uh, won eight games, let alone played in a, a in a Gator Bowl, which is kind of big for them. Do you think they have any chance against Tennessee? I thought Tennessee played pretty good football uh, the second half of the season. Yeah, Tennessee's done a really good job over the second half. I mean, talk about a, a guy saving his job. Jeremy Pruitt was a guy who I thought maybe five or six games into this season, he probably would, wouldn't last on the end because, you know, they lost some early games at home. Something just never happens in Tennessee football. But he's turned things around, really got them playing well, got them in a bowl game. I like Indiana. I mean, Indiana's playing really well. Tom Allen's done a great job with that program. You know, it's like you, you, you know how that is with Indiana. I mean, you know, they're a basketball school, and you know, but when football can find a way to have some success, I think it's it's something that's very special. I think Tom Allen's been able to do that. I, I think this is going to be a close game. I think they're, that this is an opportunity maybe for for Indiana to make a big statement with a win over a program like a, you know in Tennessee. But I think again they're going to have to continue to play a strong defense like they have all season. All right, Matt, great stuff, brother. I'm glad you got to go to a good uh, bowl game today to see Alabama and Michigan. Thanks for coming on the bench. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. All right, Matt Marshall with the Orlando Sentinel. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.